0: Can God change your life in just 30 minutes? I believe you're watching right now because God has something special for you. I'm Jonathan and I'm a Jewish rabbi who follows Jesus. Join me for Jewish Voice and you'll discover how Bible prophecy is coming to pass before our very eyes and why you need to stand with Israel. You can play a role in God's end-time plan. Find out how on Jewish Voice. Well, shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, where we help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and why you need to stand with Israel. I'm Rabbi Jonathan Burnus. Thanks for joining us. Well, this month we're celebrating the 70th anniversary of the rebirth of the state of Israel. This is a modern miracle. It's a fulfillment of Bible prophecy. In fact, many prophecies found throughout the scriptures. My guest today is here to share about an extraordinary book that he's created that's, it's, that's filled with historic photos and the rich history of God's land incredible images spanning a hundred years. Please welcome Doug Hershey. Doug, welcome. I think this is one of the most interesting and exciting books about Israel that I've ever seen, and I really want to convey this to you. This is extraordinary, so I want to tell people what this is about specifically in just a minute. I, I want to first hear how you got the idea for this, because well, it's an incredible concept.
1: I've been back and forth to the land of Israel for about 20 years, and um, most recently in the last 10 on a, on a more regular basis. and. For me, one of my favorite drives throughout the land is going from the Galilee region down the Jordan Valley to to Jericho. And for my first uh, few trips that I have been there 20, 20 some years ago, it was dry and desolate. And in the last five to 10 years, every time that I'm there, Driving down that uh, down the valley, more and more things began changing. More and more uh, vineyards and date farms and orchards and just life began really blooming. And as I was reading the scriptures, just realizing you know some of what was prophesied in the Bible about the land reviving was beginning to happen. And I was seeing the seeing the land change uh, on its own. Yeah,
0: the first time I went was in college. I worked on an archaeological dig back Mm -hmm. in 1983 and highways today that are multi-lane superhighways were just roads, some of them paved, some of them not paved, narrow roads. Help us understand why Israel is so different from any other country because every country has improved their land, every country has uh, uh, developed technology. Israel is different. Why?
1: Israel is is unique in the scope of human history. There's been no other people group that has been on a particular piece of land to then be forcibly removed for 70 years, to return to the, to the same piece of land for a few hundred years, and then again be forcibly uh, removed and scattered through the ends of the earth for over 2,000 years to then come back to the exact same piece of real estate as an identifiable and a recognizable people, it's, it's an anomaly in human history. It's never happened before. I mean, even, even speaking the same language as their ancestors that were thrown off before. And so with what's happening and what we're seeing in the, in the state of Israel in the last 70 years is really just a fulfillment of a lot of the things that are in the Bible. And so uh, there's been no other people group that it's had its history foretold.
0: 2,600 years ago by any ancient writer, not, nothing... Yeah, let's hang on this one because this one really proves the, not only the existence of God, but the yes. truth of God's word. That 2,600 years ago, God said, I will scatter you, yes. speaking specifically of the Jewish people to the nations of the earth, but then I will bring you back and even specifically mentions different countries That's that right. he's going to bring them back from. That's stunning. It is,
1: and, and no, other, no other people group throughout the world, whether in ancient, uh, ancient history, whether it be uh, you know, the, the Chinese or the Persians or the Greeks, no one has anything of any ancient prophecies foretelling what will happen. And, and throughout the scriptures, we, we have this, this uh, really history foretold ahead of time of what God said that when the people are, are removed, that the land will lay desolate until the people return. And then he begins describing what will happen, and we're beginning to see some of that right now. That's so specific.
0: The Very land specific. will remain desolate, a marriage, that the land's alive, but yes. without the right people, the land lays desolate, but when the right people come back, the land actually opens up. And, and you bring up a great point, because the, the land was, uh, for, for the time
1: that the Jewish people were out of the land, had been conquered and reconquered, multiple multiple times it never becomes a homeland for any other people group and the land itself wouldn't wouldn't produce for anyone else until 1948 and literally the the, the deserts really began to blossom and you know streams are literally be, being found in the desert and so a lot of these prophetic words that are throughout the scriptures that for centuries we would read as allegorical or spiritual or you know or just symbolic they're literal and if if the nation of israel has shown us anything in the last 70 years is that god Means exactly what he says, and he
0: spelled it out very clearly from the beginning. Amen. Amen to that, yeah. Just to give people an idea of how literal. So, one of the prophecies, and we'll put it up on the screen, mm-hmm. is the desert shall blossom like a rose. Yes. Literally, the de- desert shall blossom like a rose. Interesting fact that Israel is the leading exporter of roses to Europe. That's right. During the winter months, the leading exporter in the world of yeah. roses—is that a
1: coincidence? Yeah, not at all. And it's the same thing with uh, with Isaiah 27. It talks about in that day Jacob will take root and will fill the earth with fruit. You know, it's literally happening. And so, you know, much of the of the vegetables and flowers and the and the fruit production is happening
0: in the in the Negev Desert. And What's, so, it's literally producing exactly what it, what uh, Isaiah said. I also want to get into the irrigation, the whole irrigation sure. technology in Israel, but. The thing that's so profound in the book is taking photographs from the nineteenth century and early twentieth yeah. century, mm-hmm. and showing how barren the land is, and then shooting the same exact spot from the same exact angle. Doug, give us a couple of give me a couple of examples of the experience when you were actually looking at the ancient photograph. What it's become today as this process was as you were undertaking this project? Yeah, I mean,
1: I, in the book there's over 25 locations with over 100 photo comparisons, and so some of them, some of the sites we would go to were, it was, in a way, it was almost a little frustrating because I know I would be standing on the exact spot, but I couldn't get the landscape of the, of the old photos because, because of how much had grown up and because of the buildings and because, you know, um, because uh, it just, so much had grown. But oftentimes, if I was in a, in a place where I didn't know, Uh, I would go into a a market and try to find an older gentleman that's most likely lived there, and I, I did that in Jericho. So down in Jericho, I go in, and I have this photo. It's in the book, and I even write a little bit of a story in there about that, about going in, having a photo from the late 1800s the, the Jericho Plain, the Jordan Valley in the in the background is completely empty and there's just this little stone arch that looks like ruins at, at the time from you know, the 1890s and I'm thinking what are the chances that I'm going to find this? And so I go into a market and I find a, an older gentleman, 60s, 70s that had grown up there and I, I'm showing him on my laptop and he says, I said, is there any, do you have any idea where this is at? And he kind of laughed and he says, that's the old sugar mill. Uh, you know, let me take you right to it. And so he, he took me right to it and you know I had coffee, sat down, spent some time with him, but there were so many of these, uh, sort of day to day experiences where I had no idea where to go. I bump into the right person who says, you know, yes. I'll, I'll take you right to it. And so that's. It's
0: called a God incident, my indeed. friend. A God indeed. incident. I, I want to talk about some specific prophecies that you mentioned in the book, like Ezekiel 36. Yeah. I want to talk about Mark Twain's experience, what yes. he wrote in the 1860s. Yes. The first photograph of Jerusalem, 1844, back when photography was brand new. I want you to get this book, it's really, really profound. If you love Israel, you will connect with this book. You'll learn a whole lot more than you know now. It's absolutely amazing. We have some other materials we want to get into your hands as well. Here's how.
2: Do you need encouragement that God can transform you? Israel Rising by Doug Hershey will show you how God is fulfilling His promises to Israel and how He will fulfill them for you. This stunning photo book shows God's blessing on Israel that changed it from a desert wasteland to a rich, abundant oasis in the Middle East. Order Israel Rising by Doug Hershey now and we'll sow a special gift into your life, The Miracle of Israel DVD. This award-winning documentary film shows how God is fulfilling Old Testament prophecies one by one before our very eyes. Both are yours for a one-time gift of $40 or more. Or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more. And we'll add a Rabbi Looks at Israel, a DVD that follows Rabbi Jonathan Bernis to locations in Israel that will ultimately be the sites where biblical prophecy is fulfilled. We'll also add this stunning Names of God plot meditate on 23 different biblical references for God. This plaque comes ready to hang up and looks great in your home or office. When you become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more, you bring a gospel and vital medical care to one person each month. That's 12 people each year. Specify offer 4154 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more. Specify offer 2026 when giving a one-time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, jewishvoice.tv, with your gift of support, or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona, 85001. The City of David one is stunning. Oh, I know, really? I know. Yes.
0: Welcome back. We're looking at fascinating photos that show God's hand on Israel over the last hundred years. These are incredible comparisons. We're just looking at the City of David completely barren, and now completely built yeah. up A- at Tel Aviv is absolutely profound. Yeah. 1940, between 1940 and 1946, nothing. Yeah, and,
1: and that old photo from the 1946, if you look closely, there's, uh, you can see camel caravans on the beach bringing supplies into Tel Aviv.
0: Desolate. Completely. Desolate. Talk about Israel pre-1948. The... 19th century into the early 20th century. I know there were pioneers. For sure. The, the big fight over this, this land, very abundant land, yeah. filled with, uh, with agriculture, not the case 100 years ago, right? Not the case for
1: 500 years ago. I mean, going all the way back, and in the book, I have quotes from Christians, Muslims, and Jews from almost every century for the last 2,000 years describing what the land looked like. And everyone talks about it being desolate and being empty, or uh, you know, or ancient uh, terraces for farming being completely destroyed or forgotten. Uh, most historians agree that in the, um, under the Ottoman Empire from 1517 to 1917 the land suffers more than, more than any other time in history and that's partially because the Ottomans had this brilliant uh, taxation policy of the land is that they would tax the people based on the amount of trees that you have. So if so, so if you don't, if you don't want to pay taxes, what do you do? I mean, you yeah. you, you cut down the tree, it, comp- it you and it completely decil- decimates the entire region. Topsoil is blown away, animal populations disappear, weather patterns change, and it, the entire land just completely suffers. Um, up until the early. Uh, really the late 1800s with Jewish immigration returning back. The JNF, the Jewish National Fund, records in the last 100 years that they've planted over 250 million trees in the land, Wow, which is yeah. staggering.
0: And I know that some of you watching have planted trees through the JNF. Uh,
1: keep doing it. It's really important. And, and, and that's a, it's really a prophetic act as well, because it's not just simply planting a tree in Israel, because when you go back to Ezekiel 36, That is the very first thing that Ezekiel mentions. In Ezekiel 36, he's talking to the land and he says, you'll put forth branches and produce fruit. It's the very first thing. And so here we see the the formation and the transformation of the land beginning with trees putting forth branches and as entire forests have been replanted, and all of them by hand, topsoil is recreated, weather patterns are literally changing over the region, more rainfall, more dew, you know, and
0: everything just begins to physically change. I want, I want to come back to that because sure. that, that's a prophecy I want to focus on. But yes. you actually quote some of what Mark Twain said yes. about Israel when he toured the land in the 1860s. Just give us a yeah, summary. 18,
1: 1867, he comes through the land, and, um, and by all accounts from his, from his writings, he was quite disappointed. You know, he, he writes things about being, uh, you know, going through certain valleys and saying you could travel 10 miles in any direction and not see another human being. He, he'd said, um, you know, at one point of his journey, it looked like there were some sheep on the, on the other hillside eating rocks. And he says, I, I, I can't imagine that they're eating rocks, but there's nothing else for them to eat. And then even getting into Jerusalem in 1867, he, he writes and he says, I don't know how, how to communicate uh, how small Jerusalem is. He said a fast walker
0: could walk around the city in about an hour. So it's, it's tiny, it's undeveloped, it's desolate. Completely it's a, it's a swamp, malaria-infested swamp in some areas. That's right. In other areas, it's just desert. It's just barren that's wilderness. Right. That's the state of, that's the condition of Israel before the Jewish people returned. That's right. Documented.
1: And also in the book, going back to the Ottomans, they were so kind to do census, do a census that in 1844 that's also in the book and it says that the, the population of Jerusalem is, is only 15,000 and the majority of the population is Jewish. Okay,
0: hold. Hold. This is not anything related to Christian propaganda, to Jewish propaganda. Not at all. A census in 1844 Correct. that shows us historically that Jerusalem with only 15,000 is mostly Jewish inhabitants.
1: And that's coming from
0: from Ottoman Turks.
1: (laughs) It's, It's coming from Ottoman Turks who are Muslim. And so also in the book, and is, uh, dating back to the 10th century, one of my favorite quotes in the book is also coming from a Muslim writer. And he's lamenting about how that there's, no, there, there's very few worshipers in the mosque, and Jerusalem is primarily made up of Jews. That's the real picture, by the
0: way. That's the real history. OK, let's, let's focus on a specific prophecy that yes. you talk about in the book, that you lay out in the book. Ezekiel 36, Ezek- and goes into Ezekiel 36, 37, sure. lay that out for us. That's an amazing prophecy that I want to focus on for a few minutes. Yeah,
1: e- Ezekiel 36 is just, you know, it's, it's really a, a unique passage because God is speaking to the land, the physical land of Israel, which oftentimes we think of prophecy being spoken to, to kings or to nations or, you know, to people. But God is speaking specifically to the land and tells Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy to the mountains, to the rivers, to the hills, and to the valleys. And this is what I want you to, to say to the land. And so for the first, I, don't know, I think it's 12 or 13 verses, when he's saying, and I will do this for you, he's saying you. He's talking to a physical piece of land, not just a, a piece of land as far as real estate, but almost as talking to it as if it's a, an active living, living component.
0: That is really, really interesting. Yeah. A- and it's, this, it's reactivated between yes. a land promised to a people yes. and a people that are promised a land for eternity, but then banished from that land and wandering. And, and if, if you kind of take that image and turn it
1: into sort of a, a, a triangle or even a, a trinity of sorts, if you have God and the land and the people, anytime you would remove one of those components, everything fell apart. And so when, when the people would forget God, they would overwork the land and, you know, and not give it the Sabbath's, Sabbaths rest like the, like the Torah commanded. And so then the people are thrown out of the land and when the people are out of the land, the land lays desolate. And what do the people do when they're out of the land? They say, God, return us to the land next year in Jerusalem. And so then when the people return, the land physically responds. And part of Ezekiel 36 says, I'm going to gather them all back. And then I'm going to pour out a cleansing. And then there's going to be a sprinkling. And so we're in the beginning of seeing those things it's unfold. It's an incredible
0: symbiotic relationship it between really the people and the land that God has declared are to be married together. Yes. And then it says, when I bring you back to the land, I'll also pour out my... Spirit on you. You'll live again physically, Mm -hmm. but you'll also, I'll also breathe life into you. So it's the promise of a spiritual revival. It's talking about the blindness coming off of the eyes of the Jewish people. And
1: and the and the verses that are in there they're they're common that everyone is familiar with is I'll remove a stony heart and give you a heart of flesh, and I'll take my i I'll take out your spirit and I'll put in my spirit. All of those are in the context of the people being back in the land. Yeah. And then he goes one step farther and he says, I'm going to change this land, that people nations will pass by, and I'm going to make uh the, the nations around will recognize that I've made this like the Garden of Eden, so that all people will know that I am the Lord. Now as you well know, the Garden of Eden wasn't just simply a pretty place. It was a place where God intended to live with man. Yeah. And so the, the fact that he's beginning to change the land in itself is a prophecy of saying, I'm coming back to the yes. land to, to live with my
0: people as I intended." He is coming back, and he's not coming back to New York or Rome. He's coming back to Jerusalem. We are witnessing Bible prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. Mm. This is such a unique resource. It it will really open your eyes to the fact that God is fulfilling His Word. It's a 70th anniversary special. Happy Birthday, Israel. I want to get this into your hands with some other great materials. It, It really is remarkable, and here's how to get it.
2: Do you need encouragement that God can transform you? israel rising by doug hershey will show you how god is fulfilling his promises to israel and how he will fulfill them for you this stunning photo book shows god's blessing on israel that changed it from a desert wasteland to a rich abundant oasis in the middle east order israel rising by doug hershey now and we'll sew a special gift into your life the miracle of israel dvd this award-winning documentary film shows how God is fulfilling Old Testament prophecies one by one, before our very eyes. Both are yours for a one-time gift of $40 or more. Or you can become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more. And we'll add a Rabbi Looks at Israel, a DVD that follows Rabbi Jonathan Bernis to locations in Israel that will ultimately be the sites where biblical prophecy is fulfilled. We'll also add this stunning Names of God plaque meditate on 23 different biblical references for god this plaque comes ready to hang up and looks great in your home or office when you become a new monthly partner for $30 a month or more you bring the gospel and vital medical care to one person each month that's 12 people each year specify offer 4154 to receive all of these gifts with your new monthly partnership of $30 or more Specify offer 2026 when giving a one time gift of $40 or more. You can also go to our website, JewishVoice.tv, with your gift of support or send it to us at Jewish Voice, Post Office Box 6, Phoenix, Arizona 85001. Welcome back. My guest is Doug
0: Hershey. What an amazing book, and what a great way to celebrate Israel's 70th anniversary. You made a comment to me, Doug, earlier, that I just want you to expound on. You mm. said Israel's the only place where the desert is actually contracting, Yes as a, a, opposed to expanding. Yeah, uh, of, unpack that one. Yeah, of,
1: of all the nations on the Earth, uh, Israel's the only place, again, where they're, they're shrinking and, and not expanding. All the deserts everywhere else are expanding. And part of that uh, comes down to water. Uh, right now, Israel has four desalinization plants, three that are along the Mediterranean, one in the down at the uh, at the Red Sea, that will take seawater and their, their system and, and in about forty five minutes come out with fresh drinking water and so right now, Israel is producing over forty percent of its water demands at these desalinization plants from that point the the wastewater that Israel produces over ninety percent almost ninety percent is going to a um, a, a place that will then uh, sort of reconstitute the water and send that back into uh, agricultural purposes at uh, water reclamation plants. And so Israel is far and away the, the leader as far as desalinization, um, water reclamation, and, and desert farming, and as a result,
0: everything is, everything is growing. It's just stunning. It's absolutely stunning that Israel's not just survived.
1: Yes. Israel's prosper. And, And again, if we point back to Ezekiel 36, it's something that it says in Ezekiel 36 as well. It says to speaking to the land, God says that you will no longer bear the reproach of famine among the nations. And so quite literally, right now they're, they're estimating that by, night, uh, by, uh, by 2050, that almost 70% of the water demands for Israel will come from these desalinization plants coming out of, out of the sea. And so quite literally, what we're going to see in a very short amount of time is Israel will most likely become the first drought-proof nation ever. So that if it never rains in Israel again, they're pulling water out of the sea, they're using the wastewater for agriculture.
0: And that was their number one threat some years
1: ago. That's their right. Their number one it, threat. Know, when I first started going 20 years ago, everyone was concerned about the next war being over water, and
0: now Israel's is becoming water God said it. I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing to the nations. I'll bless those who bless you. Yes. And <laughs> curse the one who curses you. Yeah. The contrast between the before and after, 1933, 2016, it's, it's just radical. Yes. It's radical. It's stunning. What's your favorite picture? In this. Oh man, in this I've, I have
1: so many. Uh, but there's uh, probably the one of Tel Aviv on the back is just simply stunning. <laughs> I, you know, of you know Tel Aviv, you know, 1909, the, the the city begins. This one's taken in the in the 1940s. But why I, why that's significant to me is every major piece of technology that we're using right now, whether it be cell phones or computer components or the flash drives to move information or voicemail or you know instant messenger, whatever you, you know, pick a technology, it was all designed in that city. The, which really literally, literally didn't exist before it, 1909. It's, it's
0: just an amazing contrast. W- what do you hope people get out of this book? Last uh,
1: question. Yeah, two things. One is that um, God is faithful. He's, it's unfolding exactly as he said, and probably one of, it's one of the most unique times to be alive in, in history. Here we have God after 2,600 years Um, doing things exactly as he said. It's not allegorical, it's not symbolic, it's not so much of a spiritual application. He's literally causing the deserts to bloom. He's literally uh, saying to the land, you'll be cultivated and sown. It is. He says all of these waste and forgotten cities, you'll be rebuilt. It is. It's happening exactly as he said. And so we're seeing the Bible, not just... uh, not just something to read anymore, and, and to pull spiritual significance, but it's it's tangibly happening in front of us, and the and the book is providing photographic evidence to that.
0: Doug, well done, well done. It's Thank it's you. a great great resource, and it makes me think of this statement: "Am Yisrael Chai." The people of Israel yes. live. Yes. God declared it, God's fulfilling his word. He wants you to live. He wants you to have life, and he wants you to have it abundantly. Listen, we're we're here because we care about you. God loves you, we love you, and we're here. If you have any questions, if you have prayer needs, remember that's why Jewish Voice exists. You can log on to our website. It's jewishvoice.tv. Hey, I, I hope you have a good church or congregation you go to, but I want to be your rabbi by television uh, because I really do care about you. We pray for every need that comes in to this ministry. So just know God loves you, and so do we. I want to thank Doug Hershey for joining us today. And as I close the program, I want to remind you, as I always do, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Psalm 122.6 says, To pray and you will prosper. Well, until next time, I'm Rabbi Jonathan Bernis saying shalom, and God bless you. Remember this one? Mm -hmm. How about this one? Yeah, seeing the upper room was amazing. Yeah, it really was. Hey, hi, everybody. This is my daughter, Liel, and we're just looking at pictures from last year's Israel tour and we're doing it on the new Jvmi mobile app this is an app that's filled with important news about Israel it's so easy to personalize the content so that you actually get what you're interested in all you have to do is click personalize now and then you check off what you want to read about it's that simple you can follow along as we bring the gospel to Jewish people in remote places you can see how Bible prophecy is coming to pass now. You can even watch our TV program. And you can see all the cool places my dad takes you when you go on the Israel tour with Jewish Voice. These are amazing memories, aren't they? Mm-hmm. What do you like the most about the Israel trip last time? I liked when we dipped our toe into the Dead Sea. Yeah. It's an incredible experience. She's been going since she was an infant. And with this app, you can bring Israel right into the palm of your hand. My JVMI works on your iPhone, your Android, or your tablet. Here's the best part it's free and you can download it right now. Liel, tell them how. Just go to your app store and download My JVMI. Again, that's My JVMI.